Master, we know that thou art a true speaker and teachest the way of God. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Today's Gospel concerning the tribute paid to the Caesar again shows us how masterful, how great our Lord was with words. He was truly the master of spoken word, and therefore he could always avoid the snares and the traps which were set by his enemies, all the way until the enemies realized that they really couldn't trap him by trying to make him contradict himself so that they had to uh, go into more radical means to end his career, namely by killing him. Scribes and Pharisees were the main opponents of our Lord, first of all because they saw how wise and good he was and how he caught the attention and popularity of the people thereby making themselves look bad and greedy in comparison. First, it was merely envy, and little by little it grew into hatred towards our Lord. So they started to think how to ensnare Jesus, how to trap him, make him convict and judge himself, how to catch him, in other words. The scribes and Pharisees then made another plot. They went to a political party called the Herodians. Now, Herodians, they were the supporters of King Herod, who in his turn uh, was supported and really uh, upheld by the power of the Romans. The Romans, whose chief representative was Pontius Pilate, they were really hated by all faithful Jews because they were occupying the Holy Land, which uh, the chosen people of God saw as their own property. So Herodians, who had aligned themselves with the Romans were kind of a despised political uh, party. But when it came to question of trying to get rid of our Lord, of course, uh, then all or any principle would be thrown out of the window. Even these despised political opponents, if they could be used to ensnare and catch our Lord, Certainly, even the most pious and even the most zealous follower of the Jewish law would gladly align himself with them. The enemy of my enemy is my friend was truly the words of truth on those times. So scribes and Pharisees went to the Herodians and told them about their plot to catch Jesus and make him lose 
at least his uh, popular support and hopefully even lose his life. They meant to twist his words, either to make him lose the favor with the crowds or get him into trouble with the Roman authorities. So they proposed that the Herodians would ask a simple question from our Lord, namely, is it lawful to pay taxes to the emperor or not? His enemies thought that if he would answer yes, he would gain the anger of the Jews of being a collaborator of the Romans. And if he would answer no, he would draw uh, to himself the hatred of Herod and the Romans, putting himself under the threat of arrest and possibly even death. But Jesus, being a God, knew already beforehand the schemes of the Herodians and those who were conspiring with them. When uh, they came to him, they first started to flatter him, calling him teacher and master, saying that he was the speaker of truth and teaches the ways of God. But our Lord simply and outrightly called them hypocrites. They had asked these in itself good questions, not because they wanted to know the truth or they wanted to know the will of God, but in only in pretense of knowing the truth, their real purpose being to snare him and tempt him. So our Lord called them hypocrites and told them to show him the coin, and they showed him a penny. And our Lord asked, whose image and inscription is this? And they answered, Caesar's. And then our Lord spoke his famous and wise words, Render therefore to Caesar the things that are Caesar's, and to God the things that are God's. And after this answer, no one could find any fault in him. The Herodians and the other enemies could find no excuse of condemning him, so they simply went away, waiting for a better opportunity to ensnare our Lord, the opportunity which was not anymore that far away. This important gospel passage of today teaches us two very important lessons about human society and human authority. First of all, it teaches us that our Lord and his mystical body, the Church, are always against any kind of violent and bloody revolution. Our Lord was not a rebel. He was not a revolutionary. He respected the public authority and told his followers to subject themselves to it at well. And in our times, 
which sometimes, unfortunately, are very violent and wary, we also need to remember the importance of human authority, including state authority. And it's important to notice too that authority does not take away liberty. On the contrary, liberty demands authority. We are commanded to obey the authority of the state in uh, anything which is due to it. And the state is obliged to protect her citizen, to give protection from any kind of a violence and also to provide means so that each citizen can make a good and decent living for himself. Truly, without authority, there is nothing but anarchy. Without authority, disorder, robbery, murder, and all kind of a sinful actions, uh, violence, wars, would run rampant. And we see that very oftentimes in our sad times, even in our own country, that when the respect towards state authority is lost, it eventually leads into acts of violence. So that is the first very important uh, lesson of this uh, gospel, the importance of authority and the opposition to any kind of uh, bloody revolution. But the second equally important lesson from this gospel is that the church, the mystical body of Christ, is also against any kind of state tyranny and dictatorship. The communist propaganda and unfortunately very often also the misunderstandings of the Protestants so often present the Catholic Church as some kind of an institution which favors tyranny, dictatorship and oppression of the poor. And truly nothing could be further from the truth. The Church never uh, proposes or supports tyranny or dictatorship because usually tyrants and dictators are the, the greatest and the most dangerous opponents of the Church and the spreading of her gospel. It is, uh, and whenever the rights of the Church and rights of God are superseded, then the state authority also supersedes her own authority. We must be obedient to state, it's true, in everything which is due to the state. But as we know from our faith and even from common sense, obedience only goes as far as does the authority of the person commanding. That's why obedience to God knows no limits at all, while any obedience shown to man is 
by its very nature limited? And should there ever be a conflict between obedience given to God and obedience given to man? One must always obey God first. And truly, this is not something which is difficult to figure out. For example, as everyone knows, children must be obedient to their parents. The parents receive their very authority from God. But even parents cannot order the child, for example, to steal or throw himself off the cliff. And why? Because they don't have authority to do so. As we learn from the Catechism, the commandments of God include, thou shalt not steal and thou shalt not kill. They are commandments of God, and no human has any authority either to go against them or command anyone to go against them. So we see that state has no authority to enter into God's domain. Any kind of action or legislation which would go against the rules and commandment of God are no laws or at all. For example, any mandatory medical experiment or any restrictions, either saying or going mass, or any legalized so-called industry which is targeting killing babies, all those are by very nature illegal and invalid because state law, uh, because the state lacks the authority to regulate on these, because these, the questions of life and question of religion, they are mandated and regulated by God. Dear faithful, in this week of all saints and all souls, we see that souls, they last and they remain forever. We are called to love and serve God. Each man is there to love and serve God in this world so that we can be happy forever in the heaven. And this soul continues its existence forever. And if a soul who is faithful to God but still has some temporal punishment left due to its sins, that it will be punished in purgatory if he loves God or if he has hated God, it will be punished eternally in perdition. But any punishment which is due to state of being rebellious against uh, uh, God, that punishment can only happen in this time. All throughout human history, states have been set and they have fallen. They come and go in the course 
of time and because of the sinfulness of its rulers or its habit inhabitants that's why god sometimes sends punishments to the people for example in the forms of wars and that's why our lady of fatima she told the children that wars and catastrophes they are god's punishments from which we must do reparation so as important it is to understand that one must stay away from sin as important it is also to know that what the one who loves god should do acts of reparation so in this week of all saints and of all souls let us ask do you love god with all your heart and obviously you would very likely answer i do indeed love god who could help loving so good a god but i also ask you could you not love him still more if you do not love him with every power that you possess you do not love him enough and how do you show your love for god do you have a horror and hatred of sin would you rather die than commit a mortal sin all those are questions which a faithful soul of christ must regularly ask from himself and if we love god enough to stay away from sin we should also love him so much that we are ready to do acts of reparation not just from our own sins but from the sins of all those who do not love who do not adore god or those who even hate him we do acts of reparation not because we are obliged to do so or we are punished if we don't but we do those out of love out of love to god who is not only our creator but our redeemer as well who has suffered because of our sins but who has also forgiven us from our sins and if we love god and want to show that with our actions then there's no mistake that god also loves us back so immensely and even with the love which lasts forever and ever may god bless you in the name of the father and of the son and of the holy ghost amen <laughs>